This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, there has been a lot of talk of what's happening in Burnaby with the arrests of two politicians yesterday protesting at the Kinder Morgan site opposed to the expansion of the pipeline project. Uh, my next guest is an independent economist, also an expert intervener at Trans uh, Mountains Expansion National Energy Board Review. And Robin Allen joins us on the line. Robin, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Oh, my pleasure, Jill. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How about you? Great, thanks. Uh, there's been a lot of talk of the protest and the environmental side of this, uh, but you've written extensively as well about the dollars and cents and the need for this pipeline. Uh, your latest uh, um, op-ed piece looks at a claim that was made, which I've heard a lot of people uh, debunk as well. And this was a claim that was made that twinning the pipeline, going ahead with this project, will actually lead to a drop in gas prices uh, here in B.C. Why is that perhaps not true? Oh, well, it's not true. And, you know, Kinder Morgan, the oil refiners, the NEB all know that the expansion will increase prices for B.C. consumers and businesses. You know, the financing of the project is deliberately designed to do so. And I, I think it's important for people to understand that the purpose of Trans Mountains expansion is to deliver 540,000 barrels a day of heavy oil, the diluted bitumen, which B.C. can't use uh, in our refineries, um, to the Westridge Dock for export by tankers, and Kinder Morgan says those tankers are going to Asia. Well, the expansion, if it proceeds, will increase our gas prices because in order to pay for a new pipeline that does not in any way benefit BC, the toll rates on the existing line that delivers refined products to BC markets and delivers the light oil that the Burnaby refinery needs, those transportation costs will more than double to help pay for the new line. And those higher transportation costs, when you look at the NEB documents that the board approved, uh, will lead to about a two cent a liter increase at the pumps. And on an annual basis, that means that BC consumers and businesses are going to subsidize the expansion by more than $100 million a year. And when you talk about the toll rates then, and, and that is how is it that BC residents will pay or what drivers will pay, those toll rates will be paid, is it by gas prices or who, how do we know exactly who's paying for them? Yes, exactly. So we, we know that when uh, transportation costs uh, are paid, those are passed on at the pumps. That's, that's clearly uh, researched and, and, and uh, uh, determined. The toll, the cost of shipping the crude to refineries and or the cost of shipping refined products, those costs get passed on at the pumps. Now, what Kinder Morgan took to the National Energy Board was approval to more than double the cost of getting a barrel of gasoline or diesel uh, to the BC market, more than double that cost after the expansion so that they could help pay for the expansion. And while this was happening at the board then, was it brought up or or talked about that this would lead to higher prices for BC residents who aren't really going to get any benefit? Absolutely. And I was an intervener and that was part of the work I did. And I asked Kinder Morgan some questions about that because it was not included in any way identified by them as a, a cost or a negative aspect of this project. And Kinder Morgan responded that even though higher gasoline prices to BC residents Uh, are of interest to the public. It was not a public interest issue and was outside the scope of the National Energy Board's review. Therefore, the board should not consider it. 
And I went back and, 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 and complained to the board and said this should be considered, and the board agreed with Kinder Morgan, that they had actually narrowly defined what they would look at to exclude the impact of higher prices on consumers. And, and that's partly how they got away with recommending the project should go forward, was to exclude the cost of this project on our economy and on the rest of Canada. Uh, so when we hear people, and some uh, refer to as industry experts, saying that this pipeline expansion is needed uh, because it's the only thing that will re- lead to a drop in gas prices, why, why would people be so off the mark in saying that? Well, you'd have to ask them. Uh, clearly, they're not at, at all aware of what this project uh, means or how, what Kinder Morgan has said. So, um, I, you know, when you read the documents, when you actually know what the project's for, the only conclusion you can arrive at is that prices will go up. And, in fact, in fact that has been admitted by, by uh, the proponents of the project. So um, suggesting, you know, there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of fear. And fear is a great motivator to get people to accept something they don't want or need. And so when, when we look at uh, the misinformation about gasoline pricing, uh, Alberta Premier Notley, she recently asserted that we need this expansion to serve BC if it's, as if higher prices are related to a lack of supply. Well, that's completely false. There is no lack of supply. There isn't now. There hasn't been in the last few months. And there hasn't been for years. BC has all the gas and diesel it can use. And BC is a net exporter of gasoline to the U.S. So, th- so this whole false narrative about the fact that somehow we're dependent on imports from the U.S., it's completely not supported by the facts. Is it fair to say, though, that one of the reasons that uh, when we look at the gasoline, which uh, I think for in many cases comes from the same place, whether you're pumping gas in B.C. or you're pumping gas in Alberta, but part of the reason that it's so much more expensive in B.C. is, is partly because it's difficult, more difficult to get it here and because of our taxes? Well, when you take out taxes, because I've done the analysis of all the pricing across Canada, you take out the taxes so that you're actually looking at what cost does the refiner and the marketing arm bear, and you look at crude oil prices, okay, so just the cost of production. Um, The prices in B.C. are highest in Canada because the refined product suppliers engage in unfair or predatory pricing practices. It's often referred to as price gouging. They don't charge prices here based on what it costs them to, to deliver, to produce, and get a, a reasonable profit. They charge on what the market will bear. And so, so each time that the refiners want to take advantage of our market, we see industry apologists. They're all at the ready with false reasons to justify the higher prices. So when we're being told that the reason gas is $1.55 or whatever it is this morning is because of refineries going offline and repairs and that, is that not the case? No, it's not the case. And, and if you go to Parkland uh, Refinery and you look at what they've, they've told their investors and what they've told the public, um, this, this refinery shutdown had been planned beginning in 2013. It's called a planned shutdown for a reason. The, the oil refiners don't want... Uh, a lack of supply to their retail outlets. They, um, they, they, they actually plan so that they uh, have in storage refined products. And Parkland has said this. There is no scarcity of supply. They have sufficient gasoline available, and they also have entered into deals with other refiners to make sure they have access to supply if there's a problem. 
You've also written about uh, Kinder Morgan and uh, the graph that shows the capacity and the need for more capacity in the pipeline, and you challenge that, uh, that that's not actually the case. Oh, no, what, what we have is, is a situation, you mean, you mean the fact that Kinder Morgan forgot about the refinery demand in Alberta? Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we know that there's, first of all, there's not a lack of capacity right now. Um, there's plenty of supply to get oil to market, but because Keystone Pipeline that delivers heavy oil primarily to the U.S., it failed in November. It had, it had a, a pipeline leak. And as a result, its capacity was taken offline for about 12 days. What that meant is that there was about 6 million barrels of heavy oil backed up in Alberta, and that needs to get to market. And so the constraints that we're seeing right now is not because there's a lack of capacity, it's because pipeline operators can't keep the pipelines that they have safe. And so the Keystone problems go all the way back to construction problems in 2008. All right. Just before I let you go, just to go back to the idea of, of tolling the pipeline, because it is it is something we do tend to focus more on environment and protesters and, and so many. Well, there are so many things to do with this project. But when we talk about or when you write about the the, ex, the uh, expansion, building the expansion and raising the tolls for petroleum product delivery. So it raises to you've written saying five dollars and 90 cents per barrel. And that's yep. what's going to equate to the more than two cents a liter rise. Uh, is there any way of that changing? Or is that that's no, a that, done deal if this uh, as this project goes ahead? No, that's a done deal. And NEB approved it in their toll methodology hearing. Uh, as part of the requirements under the Act, they have to look at the way the tolls are going to be charged uh, to make sure they're fair to producers, not to make sure they're fair to the public. And so, no, that's a done deal. And, and we have to keep in mind that this new pipeline is designed to carry diluted bitumen to foreign, foreign markets. But in order to make it commercially viable, they need to rely on the existing pipeline that serves our domestic market and the Washington state market. They have to depend on it by doubling the toll rates in order to pay for the new line. And so the only way it's commercially viable is if they price gouge uh, BC, BC consumers. And, and, and in that way, the, you know, the more than $100 million a year that they're going to siphon from our economy is a subsidization of the new pipeline, a pipeline that doesn't serve us at, in any way. All right, Robin, we'll have to leave it there. We're out of time, but uh, good to have you on the program. I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Jill. Thank you. All right, that is Robin Allen. Robin Allen is an independent economist, also an expert intervener at the Trans Mountain Expansion National Energy Board Review. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.